What's going on, everyone? Mark Coverti here from Breakthrough Success. And the one optimization you have to continue working on is your conversion rate. Your conversion rate is the likelihood of a visitor becoming a customer. So in this episode, we're going to talk about how do we optimize our conversion rate? How do we turn more of our visitors into buyers? So our guest who joins us is the founder of The Good which is a conversion rate optimization firm that has achieved results for the largest online brands like Adobe, Nike, Xerox, The Economist, and many more. So now we're going to take all the insights our guest has learned and apply them to our businesses, our websites, and our content. And our guest who joins us is none other than John McDonald. John, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. John, it is a pleasure to have you on Breakthrough Success. Conversion rates, that is the most important stat because you get all this traffic, but if no one's buying, then you're not making money. And the conversion rate is that thing that helps you out. So I'm wondering if we could start with a basic approach into conversion rate, just some of the things to look for, some really easy things, and we could definitely build on the conversation from there. Of course. Yeah. I think as you mentioned, so many people focus on getting traffic, right? And they spend a lot of money to get that traffic, whether it's through the time and energy to generate great content or the dollars they're spending on their advertising. But then they don't focus as much on converting those visitors into buyers. And that's what we focus on at The Good is converting visitors into buyers at a higher rate. And I think the biggest thing is just having empathy for the consumer, having a good understanding for that visitor and why they've reached your site. And if you just start there and uh, have a really good understanding, and the best way you can do that is by tracking every click and movement that happens on your site. Now, I'm not talking about doing this in a, you know, in a privacy control way. I'm saying do it in an aggregate fashion, right? So you don't see any individual information but we can look at a ton of different types of data. So of course there's things like Google Analytics, right? Pretty simple, high level. You can really dive down pretty deep in Google Analytics and most people don't. Uh, you wanna just look for trends. What happens week over week with your traffic? Maybe every time you send an email blast, what is, what's the results whenever you post a new video, whatever that content may be that's out there. Look for what the effect is. The best thing I can recommend for Google Analytics is to do something in there called annotations. Really simple, you go in and you can add annotations on a certain date. You can just say, today was, I sent this email with this subject line. Today we launched this episode on YouTube. Today we pushed out this article, whatever it might be. And if you annotate over time, you'll start to see what is working best for your traffic and then your conversions. Right, so uh, analytics is just one thing. You could also look at how people are engaging with your site. So things like heat maps, click maps, scroll maps. This tells us exactly what people are doing when they're on your site. So heat maps, for those who don't know, is uh, generally two different types of heat maps exist. The first is based on mouse movement. So where a mouse cursor is on a page on desktop, that's gonna tell you generally where people are looking because most people are looking where their mouse cursor is. As they're moving their mouse cursor, their eyes are tracking with it. And the second is eye tracking. You can actually do eye tracking heat maps to understand where people are actually looking, what they're reading, and often more important, what they're not looking at. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then of course I mentioned scroll maps and click maps, how far down the page people are scrolling, what they're clicking on. Um, I like to look for something called rage clicking. This is where people might be clicking on something on a page that's not actually clickable. And you're learning right away that, man, people think that should be a button or that should take them somewhere. You might want to look into why that is and, and make that change. So there's a whole bunch of little things like that you could be doing around collecting data. Um, and it could be real simple too. You could just ask, ask your visitors if you can have a five minute conversation with them, load up a Zoom session or Hangouts, whatever, and share their screen and just ask them to start from the beginning. Just ask them to complete a simple task. You just say, hey, find this piece of content and just watch them try to do that and ask them to talk out loud about the experience that they're having while they're doing that. You'll get inside the mind of your visitor real quick. We've got more great content coming up, but before we get into that, we have a quick message from our sponsor. Is it possible to be wildly successful as an introvert? An Introvert's Guide to World Domination shows introverts a way to upgrade their lifestyles and get ahead through communication and networking techniques specifically designed with the introvert's needs in mind. By breaking the process down into bite-sized steps, Nick Sheldon offers practical, reliable strategies for forming lasting connections with others. An Introvert's Guide to World Domination will help you improve your confidence, strengthen your relationships, and gain access to people and opportunities you've never had before. To learn more about becoming wildly successful as an introvert, make sure you grab your copy of An Introvert's Guide to World Domination, available on Amazon and other retailers as well. And John mentions a lot of great points. There's a lot of analytics you can utilize. Google Analytics has a lot. WordPress's analytics have some things you could look at. YouTube analytics are really great for YouTubers. And you could see what keywords people are typing to find your site. So you have a better idea of what type of content they want from you. What are their questions? Mm -hmm. And to look at their movement through heat maps is really great because... As John mentioned, you get to know what's getting clicked, what's not getting clicked, and where are people clicking. So if you have something that you want to push, you move it to a spot where people are clicking. With the heat maps, I've always like I've heard about them. I understand they're great. I just haven't personally used them on my end quite yet. What heat map resources would you recommend that we utilize for our sites? I would look at a tool called the Hot Jar, H-O-T-J-A-R. It's fairly cheap, 20 bucks a month maybe. Um, and the, the idea with Hot Jar is that with one small snippet of JavaScript added to your site, you can get a lot and a lot of engagement data. And they make it pretty easy to um, gather that data, set up heat maps on different pages, and then analyze it. We'll have hot jar and show notes for everyone who's interested. Maybe you are exercising or driving and you just can't write that down. Hot jar will be in the show notes. And I've heard of a lot of people who have rechanged their websites based on heat maps. Is that something you've done for the bigger clients you've had? Like you looked at their heat maps or does it go even more detailed for a client like an Adobe? Well, it can go a lot deeper. Uh, the fact is, is that if you're not looking at that data, that's the best place to start. 
it's going to be the most economical too, right? The next step up from there is something called user testing. Now, this is what I was kind of talking about where I would just ask a consumer, normal visitor of your site to complete a task. We do this at scale for customers. So uh, we do this with, with lots and lots of user testers. We have um, a testing pool of trained user testers that's uh, several hundred thousand people at this point. And with those folks, we have them all segmented. So we find people who match the ideal customer profile or ideal readership, if you will, for our consumer, our client sites. And then we go in and we, we do a whole battery of tests with those folks. So we're asking them to complete a whole bunch of different tests. Um, and then we're recording that and we're going through hours and hours of video and we're looking for those sessions, those recordings. We're trying to find similarities. What do people always have the same bump in the road to conversion? Are they always wanting to drop off at that same point? They're always asking the same questions. Like I'm looking for something. I really wish I could just do that right here on your site, right? We're looking for those types of nuggets that then lead us to form A, B, or multivariate testing. Now, A-B testing is really where you start to get more into the enterprise level. The, the, you, know, you might hear about A-B testing quite a bit, but you really need a lot of traffic to do it well. Otherwise, you could run an A-B test and it won't reach what's called statistical significance in, in a time frame that is really going to make a difference for you. You really want these tests to be able to reach statistical significance or tell you who's the winner right? Is it version A or version B? You want them to tell you that generally, I, I like to see it within a month timeline at the longest. So, you, you know, that generally requires a couple hundred thousand visitors a month uh, to really do it well. Now you can run other tests at a much smaller scale. Um, it just might take you a little bit longer, right? If you let it, if you're able and patient to let a test run for a couple of months, you might have some really good knowledge gain from doing that. Um, so it's just something to consider, but AB testing is, um, where we can test anything on your site, big or small. And we, again, we're putting a small snippet of JavaScript up on the site. And what that allows us to do is alter the page for different segments of traffic. So for instance, you ran an ad on YouTube and you know, people reached your site through that ad. We can detect that they came from YouTube ads and then show them some different content or run a different test versus somebody maybe who clicked over from uh, organic search or a Google ad of some sort, right? So we have all these different types of ways of segmenting that traffic and then running tests with those different segments. Um, and we can test something like uh, moving content around on a page because maybe a scroll map told us that people don't scroll very far down, but then we also found data that said if somebody sees this piece of content that's farther down the page that only 10% of viewers are ever seen, but they convert every time, maybe we wanna move that content up on the page so more people see it, right? So all of this data can work together to really formulate a plan pretty quickly. And one thing I wanna jump into more detail on is the uh, statistical significance. Mm. You have some people who, for some YouTube thumbnails, for instance, you look, you see you have a 10% click-through rate, but then you only have, let's say, 50 impressions and five people clicked on it. And this is similar to a sales page where maybe you showed it to 20 people and no one converted. Mm -hmm. With 
advertisements, it's ideal if you can run the ads for a proven concept, something you know already makes money. But let's say you're fresh and getting started with a product and you hear about ads. Do you try and bring in some organic traffic first to see if the method works or do you run ads right away mm-hmm. knowing that you could full well not make a single sale? Well, I think that's um, in line with your risk profile, right? Some people are, are more willing to spend a few hundred dollars on ads and, and see if it will help and, and uh, some you know, aren't or aren't able to and that's okay as well. In those cases, what we really recommend is you know, try it out with organic traffic and then, um, you know, do bigger tests, right? So instead of doing something that's small that only a handful of people might see or actually interact with, if you have lower traffic, do bigger tests. What do I mean by that? Well, test a whole page change, right? Instead of just testing and moving one piece of content around, maybe try just changing the entire page, Right. Um, look at, look at something like that. That's just much, much bigger. Uh, maybe it's redesigning the entire page first, or maybe it's, um, eliminating all the content and doing a really short content page versus doing a very, very long content page and doing testing something like that. Then you're, you're testing two polar opposite things. And that's what I mean by big tests. Right. Um, and you know, that usually will show you numbers much more quickly. Uh, but if you just only have, uh, you know, hundred visitors or 50 visitors or something like that coming on a daily basis, what I would highly recommend is spending a couple hundred dollars to just drive a bunch of traffic. You'll learn so much for that few hundred dollars pretty quickly that you will, um, easily, easily make your money back and have a high return on that ad spend. Mm. John brings up a great point. It's definitely based on risk profile because some people, a hundred dollars, that's, you don't really think about that type of money. Other people really think about it. And a hundred means more to some people than others. But in any event, when you do put a hundred dollars into ads, you get so much more data and that allows you to make better decisions. And to me, conversion rate optimization, is just accumulating as much data as you possibly can. Because it's one thing to just make a guess and inference. It's another thing that the data says, oh, when the text is yellow or when you have this phrase instead of that phrase, you go really deep with the data to figure out what works and what doesn't. Very much so. I I preach on a daily basis that you want to make data-backed decisions and eliminate as many guesses as you can because guessing really is just going to... Uh, you might hit a few wins now and again, but really, if you start using data, you're able to uh, really eliminate the noise. And what I mean by that is you're able to focus your time, your money, your effort on the things that you know are going to drive uh, sales the needle and move the needle for, for your company and brand. And I definitely agree with just that whole data-backed approach because that's going to be the approach where you're more likely to see success rather than make guesses. And uh, you certainly don't make guesses and boost the conversion rate on your own website or you're someone like John who's doing this for Adobe, Nike, and a whole bunch of big players out there. John has a lot more information and details where you can increase your conversion rate even more. I think he's definitely a great guy to learn from. So with that in mind, where can we go to keep following your work and your journey? 
Yeah. So uh, thegood.com, T-H-E-G-O-O-D.com. And then I highly recommend that you sign up for insights email. This is an email that goes out every Tuesday. It's never a sales pitch. It's just really helpful content that, that we have every week about how to convert more of your visitors into buyers. Um, so feel free to sign up for that and um, get some free education. We will have the good.com in the show notes along with hot jar, which we mentioned a little bit earlier. John, thank you so much for joining us on breakthrough success. It was a pleasure to have you here today. Hey, thanks for having me, Mark.